0: Love, talk radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. This has been a different week. My show tonight is going to be a different show. One topic, uh, the, Ukraine, the Ukrainian war. I mean, the Ukrainian war everyone's into it uh it's a terrible thing it's a disaster putin should be put up against a wall and shot or hung from a telephone pole but be that as it may uh it's the most impactful thing that has occurred since world war ii uh there's so much evil involved so many bad things uh it's it's in the news all the time. My blogs this week, every day, have been full of it. A couple of them were strictly about the war because there's nothing more important. There are other things that are important but not more important. This is numero uno. However, tonight, I'm, I'm already smiling and laughing. I don't know if you can sense it. I'm going to start with a topic totally different from the war, and then everything following it will be the war. I was researching uh, last night for an article I'm writing on the bubonic plague. Uh, and I thought I knew everything about the plague, but I was researching, you know, certain dates down, and who was the pope, and who did this and what, and I came across something about the plague that I never knew. I'm 86 years old. People who get to be my age think we know everything because we've lived through everything. It isn't, you know, showing off or anything. You just know. But the older I get, the more I find out, the less I know. (laughs) Things I learn almost every day that I never was aware of. Uh, And I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's a wondrous thing. So tonight I'm going to start with... Something I believe all of us have been familiar with, or touched by, or participated in. And it's a nursery rhyme. Remember, ring around the Rosie." Well, <laughs> you're going to wonder what this has got to do with the bubonic plague hey, Hang in there. Ring around the rosy. Uh, uh, let me start by just reciting the first stanza. Ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, a tush, a tush, we all fall down. I remember playing Ring Around the Rosy, singing that song, two, three years old, four, five, six. I remember doing it, playing it with my children. You know, you form the circle, everybody holds hands, and you sing Ring Around the Rosy, a pocket full of posies. And it's a joyous thing, a happy thing. I did it with my grandchildren, every one of them, on more than one occasion. And I bet all of you in one fashion or another have played the game yourselves. Okay, now, why is this something to talk about tonight? Well, the words, number one. The words I just recited to you is the most popular variation. There are variations. I mean, there are. This is the only one I know, Ring Around the Rosies, A Pocketful of Posies, Hush, Hush, We All Fall Down. But there are so many others with different words, extra lines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But historians say this is the one that is the most popular and they believe was the one that was originally sung, prepared, sung, etc. Uh, now, why? Why did this all come about? Well, Uh, Last night, I was, I think I said this already tonight, I was researching the bubonic plague for an article I'm writing, and I came across the following, uh, Ring Around the Rosie, and most believe the rhyme arose from the Great Plague, an outbreak of bubonic and pneumonic plague that Affected London in 1865, Bubonic Plague, Pneumonic Plague, London, 1865. Finally published in print in Mother Goose. You know, from the Bubonic Plague 20 years earlier to the to being published in Mother Goose in 1881. Now, what's it all about? It's about the Great Plague. The, the fatalism. The fatalism of the rhyme is brutal. This is really heavy stuff. The fatalism of the rhyme is brutal. The roses, ring around the roses, the roses are a, how what would I call it? An emphasis. It's their an emphasism. I can't pronounce the word. For, for deadly rashes, Deadly rashes. The posies are a supposed preventive measure. The tissues pertain to sneezing symptoms and this is the worst. And the implication of everyone falling down is death. All right, are an euphemism for deadly rashes. The posies a supposed preventive measure. The tissues pertain pertain to sneezing symptoms and the implication of everyone falling down is death and that's what ring around the roses was all about i'm glad the kids don't know it when they're singing i'm glad that most parents i'm sure don't know it. their grandparents uh... because the happy part of it the joyous part of it is the best thing Great to play the game with the kids, Stand in a circle thing, and then everybody falls down regardless of their age, which now brings to me the rest of the show for the evening, which is going to involve the war in the Ukraine. Uh, I'm going to be covering a lot of stuff rapidly. Some some minors I'm going to share with you, small, some larger. You may be aware of a few of them. You may be aware of everything I'm going to share with you tonight. Uh, and but that's the way it is and i want to go through these because this is so important what's going on here this past saturday the united states met with venezuela in venezuela okay uh and they had a conference about lifting the sanctions the united states has had on venezuela for years and venezuela we would buy oil from them at reasonable prices. Now, Venezuela is one of the biggest oil-producing countries in the world. They got more oil offshore than you can believe. Uh, and we've sanctioned them because their president, Maduro, is a bad guy. Not as bad as Putin, I don't think. Not as bad as Hitler was. But he's a bad guy, and that's why we sanctioned him years ago. But now we have a problem because Biden has announced that he is going to stop purchasing oil from Putin. Now, we, don't, we don't buy that much to begin with. Uh, but he, he has he has a little bit. He buys our country buys. We've been buying it for years. He's going to. His plan is to cut back on it now. Completely eliminate it. But now he knows what's going to happen. The price of gas has already gone up. The price of gas at the pump has already gone up. Uh, it's gone up before it should because the impact of the oil companies like Shell and BP who have. Uh, stop, uh, doing business with Russia with their oil, uh, has not impacted us yet. It takes a little while, but you know how the oil companies are. If a month from now they're gonna feel, you know, th- that they're not getting enough oil and they have to pay more, more for it, they raise the price now. They're a bunch of pigs. The oil companies are pigs, let's face it. Uh, and we get screwed, but that's the way it is. But what's amusing here is, Biden wants to make up for the oil he's not going to be able to purchase from the Ukraine by buying it now from Venezuela, who's going to be happy to sell it to us because we're going to lift the sanctions from them. It has not been finally agreed to. The first meeting was Saturday. I'll bet you within the next two weeks a deal is made because as Maduro said on Saturday, and I quote, Venezuela is prepared to ramp up production for the stability of the world. He's going to make a big dollar. This poor guy, Venezuela's been making a big dollar anyhow, but he's going to make a big, a greater dollar. All right? It's like a big bonus is going to hit him all at once and keep going and that's what happens when there's a necessity to satisfy you do what you have to do and i don't blame biden for doing this some of our congressional people are saying oh you can't he's a bad guy etc what do you want you're going to tell your constituents pay more at the,", the you're going to pay more anyhow but do you want to pay even more at the gas pump or do you respect the fact that your president is taking steps ease your burden which is already horrible at the gas tank i don't go off anymore i still play in the quarantine game except when i go to the doctor now i go off to get a manicure and a haircut but that's it i don't go out at night or any of that stuff i don't know what we're paying at the gas tank right now here when you don't go out you don't buy gas by the way for your car but the last time i put gas in the car it was four and a quarter a gallon here in key west uh Thursday I have to go up uh, Truman Ave where we have several gas stations and I'll see what the price is. I would assume it must be over $5 now, but we shall see and I will let you know. Nina, Nina Krukcheva, Krukcheva is a Russian expert, okay? Uh, she feels that Putin has a Napoleonic complex because Napoleon was a small guy, short guy. And he's a megalomaniac. Uh, And she best summed this up in a vanity podcast she did this past week. And I quote, note that he is a short guy, Putin. She said, and I quote, he's a small man of 5'6", saying he's 5'7". I love it. He's a small man of 5'6", saying he's 5'7". Two million refugees in two weeks. This war in the Ukraine has been going on for 14 days as of today. Two million refugees have already left the Ukraine, and there'll be more going. Horrible situation. I feel so bad for these people. Uh, but you got to give these are, This is a great country. We would not react as they are. I'm gonna be frank with you. I don't think our country would react as these people have. They're tough. I mean the women go off to take the kids who are gonna take refuge in another country. The husbands stay back because they're gonna fight, uh and they're not gonna give in to Putin. This is terrific. Such bravery. Uh bravery, you gotta respect them. Poland. Now, Poland's been playing nice guy. Uh in the last 14 days since the war started, and for about a week before, because there was talk, uh, how do we get airplanes to the uh, Ukrainians? Uh, the Ukrainians are handling this war well. You've got to give them credit. I mean, they, they, they took out mighty Russia, and I think they're beating them to more than a draw now, but I'll even sell for a draw. Uh, they would knock the shit, excuse me, out of Russia if they had air power. Uh, they have no way of going after the artillery, the tanks, the missile launchers on the ground uh, without air power. They need airplanes to shoot shoot the hell out of them. They know how to operate certain airplanes. They were trained, the Ukrainians. Uh, they can handle an F-16. They can handle a MiG-29. Now, the United States has both these planes. We've been talking for two weeks how we were going to provide them probably we never made it a certainty to the ukrainians by we were under some form of lend lease we were going to provide them to poland or poland then via lend lease was going to provide them to the ukrainians the the planes from the united states would end up in poland the ukrainian soldiers would go and get it getting them and fly them back over the border to the ukraine because as i indicated they have trained pilots and this will make it, if you think the war is, they're doing well, the Ukrainians. Now, they're going to do terrific if they have air power on their side. And Poland has said, no, no question, they're going to do this. This is a kumbaya situation between uh, NATO, Poland, and the United States. Nothing in writing, but it was going that way. Sunday, this thing's coming to it's coming close now, the sharing of air power. Putin issued a warning. He issued a warning. That Poland, and I quote, would suffer consequences, would suffer consequences if he did this. The airplane transfers, the lease, and all that. And so, everyone's got to look out for their own ass. Poland's backed off. They said, we're not going to do it anymore. So who knows where this is going to go? I'm sure it's going to get done one way or another, whether with Poland or someone else. Somebody, whatever country, please hurry up, uh, because the Ukrainian people need this, the, the air power, desperately. Russian soldiers from day one have break, are, are going into supermarkets, grocery stores, and people's homes and stealing food, taking it off the shelves, out of the refrigerator and eating it right there. Why? Because they're starving, too, just like a number of Ukrainian people are starving. Putin, oh, what a t- terrible things he's done with his own army. He ha- did not plan for this war. He thought this was going to be a two-day thing. He'd send his people in. Uh, the Ukrainians would say, oh, my God, thank you for coming. We're really Russians. We don't want to go to war. We don't want to fight you. We're yours. Instead, look what's happened. Uh And his people, he didn't send enough food. And he doesn't have enough food to send. That's the problem. Uh, And do you notice also, I'm going to share this with you at this time, the equipment, the military equipment he has the Russian troops using, is not up to date. Uh, And it's not in good shape. Those 40 miles of military vehicles on the road to Kiev, all right, they're still there. They, they, they fell apart. They ran out of gas. No food for the soldiers. And they can't operate them. Forty miles of military vehicles, war-producing machines the Russians can't use because Putin never put the money into them to fix them. Now, how did this all come together? Putin is wealthy. We hear the term oligarchs. They're wealthy. And, and then the last two days, it's coming up why the the army of the Russian army is not their machinery isn't in good shape, their soldiers aren't well trained, and the reason is they have a Congress. I forget what they call it over in Russia, the Kremlin or something, whatever. And they pass a piece of legislation, saying we're giving seven, this year the appropriation for the military, seven hundred sixty billion dollars for this, this, this. It gets approved with no, no arguing back and forth. But the money wasn't going to the military. The money was going to the oligarchs who were sharing it with Putin also. It's been going on for years. That's how the oligarchs got rich. That's one of the ways, and that's one of the ways Putin got rich. Remember, Putin is purported to be the richest man in the world. Something else that's interesting along the way here, I'm deviating from um, my outline in front of me, so to speak. Uh, I read over the weekend, the soldiers in the army that are fighting the Ukrainians, are getting $25, I think it's a week, a day or a week, I think it's a day, maybe a week, whatever, that's all. However, only 25% of the military, Russia's military, 25% of it is ordinary conscript soldiers that have been drafted, in effect, will get the $25, let's say, a week. Uh, 75% of the Russian military are uh, soldiers that they hire from foreign countries or so forth who are experienced, uh, people who pay to fight. Every country has these, these type fighters. They pay those guys $1,250 a week. So you can't blame the And he hasn't got any of the expensive guys in the Ukraine yet. You can't blame the $25 a week soldiers for surrendering as much as they do because, hell, I'm not getting that much money. Let the other guys come in and do it. The military experts claim that this war is costing Russia $20 billion a day. $20 $20 billion a day. A lot of money makes sense, though. Problem. Russia only has $650 billion. This war is costing $20 billion a day. Russia only, at the beginning of it, had overall, uh, it's already been two weeks old, the war. But overall, had $650 billion. What's happened, though, is all these sanctions that are being opposed rapidly in the last two weeks have already tied up. Half of the $650 billion, which Putin can't get his hands on. We've got it sanctioned all over the place, so he's got even less. And at $20 billion a day, the experts claim Russia has only four to five weeks of money left to wage this war. Let's see if that is an accurate statement. Russia... At the beginning, you know, they, they came into the Ukraine, boy, they just moved right in and they were going to take over that country. And it looked like they were the way they were starting, just like that 40 miles of convoy. <laughs> they can't move yet, but things happen and they haven't. But they, they did get out there and they did take control of smaller cities, uh, and they got close to cities, bigger ones that they wanted to take control of. But they couldn't hold on to the land they acquired by, by acts of war. And they had to fall back. And this seems to be happening constantly, okay? Now, uh, this is mighty Russia against little Ukraine, which again indicates this war has not been planned. Putin was not ready. Mentally, he was. But as a practical matter, he didn't have everything, his eggs in order, as they say he didn't have everything planned and that's why they can't hold on to the ground you know uh, they they go let's say one foot ahead and backwards 2 feet and that, they're not they're not succeeding they're not succeeding in that regard now I want to talk about the movie actor Sean Penn interesting Sean Penn was in Ukraine last week doing a documentary on the war his experience there and in getting out of the country Uh, has left a mark on him. uh, And he's going to be an advocate for the Ukraine. And we're going to hear more about what happened to him and his experiences in the days to come. Sean Penn said when he got out of the Ukraine last week, he said, and I quote, Our soul, America, is lost if we let the Ukraine, Ukraine, if we let ukrainian down the soul of america is lost if we let Ukraine down uh he says we can't leave them to fight alone now here's what happened he went in they did their documentary now they want to leave well i don't know if they flew in how the hell they got into ukraine to begin with but to get out they had to rent a car it's the only way they could get out they rented a car and they got in line with the other cars of people who were trying to get the pollen. And the people who were walking in the roads to get the pollen also. How many miles are involved I don't know, but at some point the car, the rented car could no go no further because there were too many people. You know, you couldn't move. So they abandoned the rented car on the side of the road and he had to walk miles out of the Ukraine, into Poland with the rest of the people. Obviously, it has to have impacted him, left him with a certain impression. He said, and I quote it, was a startling experience, a very startling experience. Uh, And he said, after we abandoned our car, we noticed everyone was abandoning their cars because the cars couldn't move, okay? And so you had to walk. He also observed that, It was primarily women, mothers with children, uh, no suitcases, just a small type bag, not a paper bag, but I'm talking about like a small suitcase over the shoulder bag, little thing with wheels, with food in it so the kids could eat, no clothes, and they were just walking out. And it looked, he says, you know, I looked at them, and if I didn't know better, it looked like they were just taking a walk out, planning on spending a day or two, and then going back home, which obviously is not the case. Uh, he made it to the Polish border. He was back in the United States on Saturday and has since been appearing on TV shows. Uh, this is war. This is down and dirty war. Putin has made this war as down and dirty as a war can be, in the cities uh, where they have been bombing with missiles, artillery, planes, there, there's just rubble. You see it on television, and they're dead. Many people die in this. Well, Russian soldiers are dying. Ukrainian citizens are dying. Now their bodies are in the streets. Who, what can they do with the bodies? Where are they going to take them? Hey, who knows who they are? They're just in there. Dead bodies lying in the street for days. Well, I'll tell you what's happening with the bodies. Dogs are constantly ripping the bodies of the dead people apart. Dogs are ripping the bodies of dead people apart. Uh, okay. Let's talk about some of the people who have, have uh should be acts of heroism they have committed early on in this matter there was a marine uh, a ukrainian marine there was a bridge that was going to kiev it was the glenich esky bridge and the marines went to blow it up to stop the tanks from getting into kiev uh and they needed someone to volunteer to do it. He did it, and he was wiring the bridge so it would blow, and the tanks were getting closer. But he didn't have the bridge totally wired. His people told him, get your ass out of there. You can't blow it up. There's no time. You'll go with it if you blow it up. He said, i got to finish the job. And he finished the job, and when he did, the bridge blew up. The tanks didn't get across, and he died, okay? That is a hero, Okay. Then there are those, and you've heard the story, I'm sure, on Snake Island in the Black Sea, uh, 13 security guards, a Russian warship with planes over, it, Russian planes, said, Surrender, or you're going to die. And <laughs> one of them, I, I'm laughing, I shouldn't have said responded, Warship, go fuck yourself. And the warship said, Okay. And within minutes, bombarded these guys. And the airplanes dropped bombs, and they were dead. But I love that. Go fuck yourself, okay? Um, oil. The price of oil is surging, going up rapidly. Uh, it's topping right now $130 a barrel. We need it at 50 or we're getting screwed, the whole world. Uh, and oil experts claim the price could go up to $200 a barrel by the end of this month. Uh, these humanitarian corridors, what the hell is this guy? He's crazy. Uh, w- there were two days of corridors, two one day and one another, and um, they let people walk to Poland or wherever they were going. And as they're walking, he's bombing them. Putin is bombing them and killing them. You know, this is shades of World War Two with Hitler, when he was going into Poland and people were trying to escape walking the roads. Now, he says, I'll give you a humanitarian corridor if you come to Russia. He'll shoot them while they're on the road to Russia, too. This man is evil, okay? And when he gets his, when he dies, he will sit at the right hand of Adolf Hitler. Okay, my friends, Uh, that's the show for tonight. Uh, I've got another half hour I wish of I, material. I wish I had a half hour to do it. I'm seriously considering extending my show, changing the format also. In any event, uh, bad things I had to talk about tonight, uh, but they have to be spoken about. We have to remember. We have to understand. We have to think what's the right thing to do. Uh, we really are one world, and we've got to start thinking that way at some point. Uh, I thank you for joining me, and I wish you all a very good night.